Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be reviewing Frank and Weenie, Pitch Perfect, Wild Thornberries, and The Secrets of NIMH. So right now we are going to be talking about Frank and Weenie, and today we have with us Cheyenne, Morgan, and Talia, and okay, we were all talking before the show, and we all loved this movie, and it's so it's so weird, and it's so creepy, but it's so, so good. So let's go over to Talia, and you can tell us what you thought of this movie. Well, I love this movie. Um, it's a Tim Burton movie, and most of his movies are whimsical and creepy but still really fun to watch and I thought this movie was fantastic I did think it was still a little bit like scary and creepy it's still rated PG but um it was still really fun to watch and the coolest thing for me was the stop-motion picture I knew about it before I watched the movie and when I was thinking about it watching the movie I was thinking about oh my gosh this is these are characters are all puppets. It was just, I thought it came together great. And I thought the characters were, all of them were great. They were funny and hilarious. I don't know. I could just say one thing about all the characters and they were just really funny. And I loved Sparky so much. He was so cute. Absolutely. Well, like Talia said, this is a movie about a boy named Victor Frankenstein. And he has a dog named Sparky, and then Sparky dies, which is so tragic. But then he gets brought back to life, and then everything gets all creepy and weird and all over the place. But it's so good. So uh, my opinion on this movie is that it was amazing. It was so, so good. Um, it was just, it was funny, and it was touching, and it was odd. And it's the perfect movie for fall, and it's, like, just in time for Halloween. But, honestly, it's a perfect movie for any time. So, Morgan, what did you think of this movie? I thought this movie was really creepy with a bunch of funny characters. 
Um, this was really a Halloween movie. I may say this is not for all times, but this is really like weird, creepy, and it's not like a kind of funny movie. It's pretty serious. Um, but yeah, there is a bunch of like there's a bunch of like uh, monsters that you may remember, like like mummies and Godzilla and um, Frankenstein. And the Gremlins, the Gremlins, because it's mm-hmm. the And yet. Igor, Igor's in this. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's also what's really cool about this movie, because they have, they have um, Victor Frankenstein as a, as a little kid, but it's kind of cool because, like, he's bringing um, stuff back to life, and it's like Frankenstein, and then there's this really, really, really creepy kid who's kind of, like, the assistant to Victor, and his name is Edgar, Edgar Igor, so it's kind of like a play on words, and it's just really cool. So, Cheyenne, why don't you tell us a little bit about the visuals in this? Since it's a stop motion, what did you think of it? I thought it was amazing because I'm like, um, when Talia told me, oh yeah, it's um, stop motion and all the pictures are made out of clay, I'm like, so cool. Because like it looked like it was actually animated by like you know computers and stuff. But yeah, because it looks so flawless. I know, right? It's like so amazing. But like you know, I just didn't like it because it was like too dark and stuff. Yeah. I know Tim Burton likes dark, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I really liked the fact that it was very dark, um, and even the design of the characters was just very, I don't know dark and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this word so much but creepy they they were just creepy like they had um dark circles under their eyes and they kind of like slouched and they all just had like really odd personalities and um also something that was cool is that this film was shown in black and white which made it like twice as frightening but I really personally really enjoyed this film so Morgan do you think you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this movie I have a favorite character Sparky, and my favorite scene was when he brought him back to life. Mm-hmm. Why did you like um, that scene and the character Sparky? Because it was kind of like happy how you got to see um, somebody getting back to life that was dead, and you're pretty happy because because you missed him so much, and Victor missed him so much, and it's like a heartwarming touching scene absolutely you're listening to voice america kids network i'm your host raven devani and today we are reviewing frank and weenie pitch perfect wild thornberries and the secrets of nimh so right now we are talking about frank and weenie and we all really really like this movie and we all think it's very very creepy but it's fantastic and you would love it so let's go over to talia do you think you have a favorite character or a favorite scene well i loved so much about this movie it's very hard to pick but if i had to um honestly i really liked weird girl just Obviously, like, in her name, she was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't, like, a main character. But the parts that she showed up, she creeped me out. But it was just funny. And I also did like Sparky because he's a dog and he's cute. Even though he wasn't, like, as cute when he was 
of Frank when he was dead, yes. But I don't know, my favorite scene, I have a lot of them, they're all great, but um, I really liked the beginning with Weird Girl when she was talking to Victor about... um, The dream. The dreams that her dad Yeah, that was hilarious. That was, oh my God, my dad and I started cracking up. It was... I just thought, I don't know, but I didn't, I had no idea. I didn't understand it. And then I was just like, oh my God. And then I was just like, oh, ew, that was so weird. But it was so funny. I know. Um, I think, see, I don't think I have a favorite scene only because I liked the whole movie so much. But I do have a scene that I thought was a little bit much. And that was the um, scene in the windmill. And it wasn't, like, too intense for me personally because, I don't know, I really like scary movies. But a lot of the little kids that were in the theater with me, they got freaked out. Like, like kids were actually crying. So I think it was a little bit intense. But as far as favorite characters go, I have a lot. I really like Victor for obvious reasons. He's, like, the main character. And I like Weird Girl because she's very weird and her cat is hilarious. And then I like Edgar because he is just creepy and, like, scary. And then I really, really, really like the evil, um... I really like the evil... What's it called? The evil hamster. The evil hamster. Because his name was Colossus, and I thought it was funny. I just thought thought he was, like, a really funny character. With that big huge too, for such a little animal, I'm like, what? This is such a little animal. It has such a big huge too. Mm -hmm. I know, I thought that was hilarious. Alright, so let's talk about what we think for an age range. Because personally, when I got out of the movie, I went with my dad and my brother, and I was like, what age range would you give this movie? And they're like, I don't know. Because I um, I saw it with my little brother, who's eight, and he thought that it was pretty creepy and kind of disturbing, and I thought that it was creepy and disturbing, and my dad thought it was creepy and disturbing. But he could handle it, and so, I mean, I really think it just depends. So I think overall I'd give it for ages 10 and up unless you've been exposed to more mature films because, like I said, there were little kids that were, like, crying after the movie. They're like, Sparky died, and the mom's like, no, honey, it's okay. So I just think maybe parents watch out for that. And it is rated PG for parental guidance, so definitely pay attention to that. So, Talia, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Well, um, like I said before, it and it, I thought it was um, a little creepy and a little bit too scary. Not for me exactly, but I knew I know in my head that it, it was just a movie. But for like little kids, you know, like you said, it's still a little scary. But how it all came together. I would have to give it, I think, a five out of five stars. I would absolutely agree with you. I think I would definitely give it a five out of five stars. So, guys, thank you so much for being with us today, Talia and Morgan and Cheyenne. I really I appreciate would give it. Four and a half stars. Four and a half stars? Why four and a half? Because it's kind of creepy and it's really scary, and for all the little kids, and I'm just like screaming and crying. And I would have liked it in color because. Usually, um, I know I like some black and white movies, but this one did not entertain me as much as it would have been if it's color. Mm-hmm. 
Well, guys, there you have it. So be sure to go check out Frank and Weenie, which is in theaters October 5th. And parents, if you have little ones, just take caution that it is a little bit creepy, like we have said. So um, I definitely recommend it for ages 10 and up. But I give it like a thousand out of five stars because I personally thought it was awesome. So be sure to go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devani from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Raven Devani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the hilarious movie Pitch Perfect, and we have with us Victoria. How are you doing today, Victoria? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So why don't you tell me a little bit about this film? 
Okay, so this movie is about basically a girl who wants to be a DJ and her dad forces her to come to college instead. And the only way that she can go to California to be Mm -hmm. a DJ is if she goes to college for a year and tries and joins a club for the whole year and tries to see how it is. And she joins the Barden Bellas, which is an acapella group at her college, Barden University. Mm-hmm. And their arch rival, the Trebles, which is an all-boys group, and they're an all-girls group. They, like, go head-to-head. Uh-huh. And they basically just recreate acapella music and... They basically it has a storyline of like a romance with mm-hmm. it's like a forbidden romance kind of because the Bellas aren't supposed to associate with the trebles because they're arch rivals. But the main character likes one of the trebles and he likes her and they go to like ups and downs throughout the acapella movie. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of this movie? I thought it was hilarious. I love Rebel Williams. I think that's it. Rebel Wilson or Williams. She plays Fat Amy. She's an awesome Oh my god, I know. I love her. Like, the things she says, I'm like, my life. Yes. Say Mm -hmm. this. Like, speak the truth. Yeah. I just think, like, I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, and I can't wait to, but in the previews, I'm just, like, cracking up. I'm like, she is going to be hilarious. I can't wait. So, on the topic of hilarious characters, do you have a favorite character or a favorite scene? And if so, share with us. My favorite character is, of course, Pat Amy. Mm-hmm. And my favorite scene is when they were at the party. I think they showed this in the trailer, and the guy was like, I have a feeling that I should kiss you. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, sometimes I have a feeling that I should do drugs. But then I'm like, but then eh, I think better not. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Did you have any other favorite scenes that really stood out to you? Um, I like the ending scene when they were singing. It was really cool because they were like beatboxing and they were like doing the track to a song with their voices and it sounded exactly if not better than the track in the song and they were playing some good songs so I thought that was nice. That's awesome. So what did you think of the soundtrack in this? I know it's a um, a musical so what did you think of the songs? I like the songs. I was singing in my seat. People were looking at me but I was like I like this song. <laughs> That's funny. And did you like the um, arrangements that they did? Like, do you feel like they gave a wide variety of different types of acapella songs? Or was it just like Glee remakes over and over again? Because that's what I've heard from some people, that it's just like Glee. No, it's not like Glee. No. Okay, so they played some songs from The Breakfast Club, and I love that movie. Mm -hmm. And they sang it. And it was cool. And it's not like Glee because Glee, they're in high school and it's like petty drama and stuff. But in this movie, they like have a good storyline. Like it's, you go like from point A to point B without like a bunch of stuff mixed in the middle with random drama. No, it's like in the beginning, they tell you what it's going to be about and then they like show you what's happening 
and in the end you see like how it all comes together so I thought that was it was it's not likely it's really good that's awesome so what age range would you recommend for this movie okay this movie had some scenes that were somewhat inappropriate so I would recommend it for ages maybe 12 and up Mm -hmm. but do you think that older teens would be able to go see it and enjoy it or do you think parents would be able to see it as well parents would be able to see it but I don't think they would think that it was as funny as we thought as like teens would think it is Mm-hmm. And so, can you define um, inappropriate for me? Like, was it language or drugs or sexual situations? Like, what made this um, movie inappropriate for younger kids? Well, there was language, like profanity, mm-hmm. and there was they hinted at some things, and there was this one character that would just say stuff sometimes, and you're like, "Whoa, um, okay, so." They're like some like some of the things that they say. It's not necessarily profanity, but it's like it was just like whoa there, whoa whoa. That was very suggestive. Yeah, yeah. So, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Five. Awesome. Why would you give it five stars? Because I really like music, and this song they like the actors could actually sing, like and. I like movies when it's a musical and they can actually sing. Like, they didn't just put an actor in there. And they were really good at singing. And I liked the storyline. I thought it was really cute and it was sweet. So I give it five out of five stars. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And today we will be reviewing Pitch Perfect, Wild Thornberries, and The Secrets of NIMH. So right now we are talking about Pitch Perfect, which sounds like a hilarious movie, and I cannot wait to go see it. So it sounds like you have a pretty positive view on this movie. Is there anything that you might change? Um, I would change how one character just decides to leave in the middle, and you expect them to stay, but then they don't. So I would so change you would that. Change that. Stay the if whole you change that though, would it mess up the rest of the movie? No, because I felt that he needed to be there for the rest of it to go. <laughs> and to you're like, no, don't leave. Yeah. So, what do you think of the overall production? You know, everything put together. What's your opinion on the entire movie? This movie was funny and it was sweet and it had a little bit of romance, but. If there was one thing I would change, it's like these random spots of just stuff that doesn't even go in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were just like, oh, okay. Was it like good random or was it like not I'm so like, good random? Like, why are you here? What do you have to do with any of this stuff? Like that kind of random. Do you think the storyline was relatable at all to you? Well, No. Because this movie was about a troubled teen. Her parents got divorced. Her dad forced her to go to college when she wants to be a DJ and make music. But then she joins an a cappella group. I don't really sing. Yeah. Nor am I in college. 
<laughs> so it wasn't super relatable to you, but were you still able to follow the storyline easily? Yes, you could, like, imagine yourself in that position. So That's awesome. And if you had to be one character in this movie, whether it's boy or girl or big or small, who would you be and why? I would be this girl. I think her name was Emily in the movie. She was really funny. She said, like, at her audition, she was like, I was born with gills like fish. So (laughs) she couldn't talk over a whisper. And, like, people would ask her questions and she would say like the most outrageous things and no one would care because they wouldn't hear her that's and funny then, like the audience would be able to tell what she was saying but not the people she was talking to like they let us hear and I thought the stuff that she was saying was really funny so that's hilarious that's so funny you'd just be like whisper I think that would be get like really annoying after a while though to have someone that like you could never hear because I don't know that would just definitely get on my nerves yeah so is there anything else in this movie that really stood out to you the voices of course they were they were really good Mm -hmm. I think everyone should go see it awesome well, you heard it right here from Victoria and Raven at Kids First. Be sure to go check out Pitch Perfect because it sounds hilarious and I cannot wait to go see it. So, Victoria, thank you so much for telling me all about this film. And I cannot wait to go check it out and I hope everybody else does too. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devani from Kids First Coming Attractions and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Wild Thornberries, and we have with us Morgan. So how are you doing today, Morgan? Good, and how are you doing, my fabulous Raven? I am doing awesome, my fabulous Morgan. So what is this movie about? This movie about the Wild Thornberries is about a girl, Eliza. She's Eliza Thornberry. She has a secret power that I cannot tell you about because otherwise she will lose it. But um, I wish that I could have this power. So she finds herself in Africa with her family because she's... Um, they travel she's around traveling a lot. With them. Yeah, she's traveling with them. And um, also because her dad films the show and her... And he does this show, and her mom films it, and um, they travel all around the world. They have a bunch of fun wild animals, and she has these three cheetah cub friends. One is named Callie, and she gets kidnapped by poachers. That's not good at all. And so she tries to find him, but she gets in trouble with her mom and dad, and she also tries to find him with find Tally with uh, Chimp. His name is Darwin, and um, they're trying to rescue Tally, but the um, thing is, two young girls be raised in the savannah. Her mom and dad decide that that's really um, not a good idea, so then what happens is they send her to boarding school. She has to stay at school 24-7, and there's funny moments with the chimp, um, Darwin, and her new roommates. Then... Um, her journey begins with planes and trains because she escapes from boarding school. And the problem is that she doesn't know who the poachers are, and she trusts everyone, which is a bad idea because you have no idea who the poachers are. You have no idea you could be, like, trusting somebody who's actually the poacher. Mm-hmm. Well, I personally, I love this movie, and as the kid I used to watch this movie all the time and I used to always watch the TV series of the Wild Thornberries. I don't think that's what the TV series was called, but it was like with the same family and everything. So I absolutely love this movie. What do you think of this movie? This movie was fabulous. I want to watch it a thousand times. I don't care how bored I get of it. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's a cute family fun rich and movie done by Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of the um animation in this movie the animation was fantastic they were like um every single character looked real like and they actually had voices 
like the animals would really talk and the people who were co-starring were really good like Melissa Greenspan and um Flea, Kimberly Brooks and um Tom Kane, Tim Curry and all the cast was just incredible with Keith Sabachka, who I've had a pleasure working with. He is one of the evil poachers, and he's trying to capture all the elephants, which is not really cool because there's a solar eclipse in this. And the whole entire reason is why they're out there is to find out if the solar eclipse really has an effect on ele elephants. And it's, it's not funny that he's trying to hurt the elephants. Mm-hmm. I um I think that this movie is really good, but it's also kind of sad towards the end of the movie. Um, and it definitely has like some sad parts when she gets sent off to boarding school. So, what do you think of the emotion of this film? Ooh, the emotion of this film was all over. I'm not saying that it was crazy. It was like it was really a happy film, and then like there would be some season where you were like worried about Eliza or worried about Darwin or something that you were worried about. And then there's, like, a bunch of, like, this is about poachers, so I don't say it's for the little ones, but um, I'm sure it could be, but they would not understand what poachers are, and their moms and dads would have to explain it. But mm -hmm. this is really, like, an emotional one because of Tally. And when he gets kidnapped, you really, really are sad. And you think that Eliza's going to get him. Absolutely. And then he, she doesn't. And then you're like, oh, what's going to happen? There's the question. Will Tally be saved or will Eliza be found by her parents, her family? Or will she break her promise and lose her powers? Because there's um, a thing where her sister Debbie goes on her own adventure to find her. Her sister, Eliza Thornberry, and she's like getting into the jungle and will she find her way out? And um, then one of the poachers finds her and grabs her and he's going to throw off the edge. And um, she says some, she has no idea what to do because the poacher asks her how she get this and her secret power was how she did it and she's not allowed to say it. And she's not, and then you have no idea if she's going to say it or not. But there's mm -hmm. funny parts with the um, little, there's a little jungle boy that they found him and Darwin found them. But Oh my um, gosh, I remember that part. That was funny. Yeah, the little jungle boy with the wedgie dip is like hilarious. Mm -hmm. That's some like relief and funniness. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Wild Thornberries and the Secret of Nim. And right now we are talking about the Wild Thornberries, which me and Morgan just love. So, Morgan, I'll let you two continue to tell us a little bit about this movie. So, do you have a, a scene that really, really stood out to you? Or not even a scene, just um, a certain aspect of the movie that really caught your attention? Her sister... My sister, her sister really got me into the tension and Eliza Thorberry. They were both pretty funny together. And mm. it's like mostly about stable in place with them in the movie. So I really like it. Yeah. And do you think you might change anything about this movie? 
Um, no, definitely not. This was amazing. I would have made it like a, a little bit longer because I loved it too much. It was just like I wish this movie could have lasted forever. And this is like something really cute and adorable. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think this movie gave any like messages or morals at all? What? Say that question again. I'm sorry. Do you think that um, this movie gave out any messages or morals? I absolutely love this. And the message was, like, um, I think there was a message, but I'm not really sure what it was. I think that this was a really calm movie, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And do you think the movie was relatable at all? Um, I think there could be some relations with other people, but I thought that my relation was, um, Eliza, because I'm always out there for adventure, and if one of my friends got, like, kidnapped by poachers, I would probably fight them to get my mm-hmm. friend back, and even if I went in boarding school, I would probably even find a way out and go for it. No you'd be just, it would you'd be. be just like Eliza. Yes. I would do anything for a best friend. Mm-hmm. And do you think that this movie is good for boys and girls, or like just girls or just boys? No, both. Both. Because there's tons of boys and there's tons of girls. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that this this is not one of the things that you'll really be like, oh, boys, this is, oh. You know, it's for yeah. both. It's for both. Well, I'm glad you liked it. There's so, also a lot of animals that some are boys and girls, and you'd really like it because it's like, um, you'd really be entertained by Darwin if you're a boy, and you'd be really entertained with Eliza and her sister if you're a girl. Either way, I was really entertained with the boys and girls, and there's a lot of animals. This is in the Savannah family fun for everybody. Make sure you tell every single family member you can because this is amazing. Absolutely. So, what did you think of the soundtrack of this movie? Because I remember, um, especially towards the end of the soundtrack, that the, um, or especially towards the end of the movie, that the soundtrack was very, very good, and, like, I still remember a lot of the songs. So, what did you think of the music? I loved it. I thought the music was really amazing. It was really creative, really amazing with all the animals that talked. It was just amazing of a family fun, amazing, excellent movie. I love this. All right. Well, thank you so much for telling us about um, the wild thornberries, Morgan. Is there any other last little thing you might want your audiences to know about this? Oh, and it's also funny when Debbie is learning how to drive, so um, may I add that. But um, make sure you tell every single family member about this. Just spread it out, get it into your world, and make sure that this is something that everybody can be able to listen to this and see it because I don't want anybody missing this, and then I don't want your tears going. (laughs) All right, (laughs) awesome. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. The Wild Thornberries will be playing in October, which is this month, on HDNet Movies Kid Scene. So guys, be sure to check it out because you'd be crazy if you didn't. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. 
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss The Secret of Nim, and we have with us Camille. So how are you doing today, Camille? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing awesome. And first of all, I just wanted to apologize for for, um, pronouncing the name of the movie wrong. So why don't you just tell us about The Secrets of Nim? Well, that's completely fine. <laughs> um, so The Secret of Nim is um, a story about a mother field now, mouse named Mrs. Brisby, um, who lives on a farm with her four children. Um, and when plowing day comes earlier than usual, Mrs. Brisby has to quickly move her cinder block house before it's destroyed um, by the plow. Um, and one of her... Um, one. And one of her children, um, her son Timothy, is sick with pneumonia and could die if he goes outside. Um, so she, so she goes to the wise owl, um, 
who tells her that she has to visit the rats that live under the rosebush for help. Um, the rats are extremely intelligent, and they, I mean, they even have electricity in this film. Um, they've, ex they've escaped from NIM, um, but I won't tell you what it stands for, um, after being participants in an experiment to make them as smart as humans. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of this movie? Um, I thought that this movie was really good. Um, I mean, although, um, although I didn't really like how it depicts rats, um, as being scary creatures, because I actually have a pet rat, and she is the cutest little cuddly thing I have ever met. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I've never had a pet rat, but I've had, like, pet mice, and, you know, they're kind of similar. So, yeah. I mean, the way they're portrayed in movies are just, like, dirty and nasty. And there definitely are some dirty and nasty, like, street rats and stuff. Yeah, but they're definitely. not all like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of the visuals? Was this movie animated? Was it, you know, live action? Um, actually, this film was animated. Um... And I really liked the animation um, in this film. I thought that it was really detailed, and um, although although it was a bit older, I still really enjoyed it. Um, mm -hmm. It was from 1982, apparently. Oh, wow, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, even though it's, like, from the 80s, because a lot of films that I watch from the 80s, I'm like, oh, that must have been awesome back then, but now it's yeah. like, uh... <laughs> Not really, not really loving it. So, yeah. what did you think of the voiceovers for the characters? Do you think they matched the characters, or were they a little bit off? Um, I think that they actually all really matched the characters. Um, I don't know. I just thought that it was really good, um, the voiceovers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do you have a favorite character or a favorite scene? Um, my favorite character... Um, is is Jeremy um, the crow? Um, I like Jeremy because he's really funny and klutzy and attracted to shiny things. <laughs> and, Too funny. Yeah, and he's always like getting tangled up in like string, and <laughs> he's looking for a girlfriend throughout the whole movie. And it's oh it's my just, goodness, how scandalous! <laughs> he's hilarious. And do you have a favorite scene? Um, I think my favorite scene in this film um, is when Mrs. Brisby is on her way back home from visiting Mr. Ages, the doctor, um, and meets Jeremy. <laughs> this is a hilarious scene because Jeremy is all tangled up in some string and gets the unwanted attention of the farmer's cat. Oh my goodness, that is that farmer's cat that was just always getting into trouble. So, what do you think the age group for this movie should be? Um, I think that it would probably be for kids 9 through 12, um, because, I don't know, I just think that, um, that there are some scary, some of the animation can be scary at points, and there is some violence, um, but, yeah, I thought it was still great. Awesome. And what, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? 
Um, I give this film four out of five stars because it's a great story, and I love the style of the animation, but as I was saying before, it does depict rats as being scary creatures. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and right now we are reviewing The Secrets of Nim, and we have with us Camille. So Camille was just telling me about this movie, and it sounds very cute. So what do you think the emotion of this film would be? Like, what genre does it fall into? I don't know. Probably um, action, in a way, um, and animation, Mm -hmm. because there was lots of action, um, when Mrs. Brisby was trying to move her house because all the rats were over there and it was raining, of course, and (laughs) um, it was dark outside. and So, yeah, but um, there were some kind of happy, sunny parts, so. Awesome. And is there anything that you might change about this movie? I don't really know. Um... I might make it a little bit less scary because I'm 11 and it actually did kind of scare me a little bit at some parts. Like, just kind of the pictures were kind of creeping me out. Uh Uh-huh. So, what do you think of the overall production? I thought that, um, overall, this film was really good. Um, and I actually saw it with my class after I read the book. Um, a couple years ago, and it was really nice to see the film again. Um, and one thing that really stood out to me was that it was anthropomorphic, um, because um, the all the animals just really had human characteristics, and I kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. And did you relate to the storyline at all? Um... I think I I did um, a little bit because I can relate to it when I was in school um, last year. I was trying to get my story finished and um, and and get it in on time, and um, I had to ask um, a couple of my friends to help me finish it. Mm-hmm. And if you had to be one character in this film, who would you be and why? Well, um. I think, um, wow, I think that if I had to be one character in this film, I would actually be the farmer's cat dragon, because, I don't know, I'm just, I just love cats, and, like, I'm a big cat lover, and, um, I don't know, I just, um, in this film, although he's, he doesn't have a very big part, um, I still really like the scenes with him in it because he's just kind of a funky lazy cat (laughs) that I really liked Mm -hmm. so do you think there are any big morals or messages that this film puts out um I think that a moral in this film is that sometimes you may get help from where you would least expect it because um Mrs. Brisby is a mouse and she has and she visits um the great owl, um, the great old wise owl who tells her to go to the rats and, um, and she ends up getting help from him instead of getting eaten. eaten. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. That would, that would be kind of a good thing to go and get help and end up living. So there you go. (laughs) to her. So what's one thing about this movie that stuck with you the most? Um, 
The one thing that about this movie that stuck with me the most was um, how much Mrs. Brisby was trying to help her son. And, I mean, of course, it was her son, and she loves him, but still, I I just really thought that it was sweet that she was really trying to help him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, parents will do anything for their children, really, especially animals. I mean... I know it's like, oh, well, animals leave their young after a while, but they're so protective. And so I think that's really cool that the how how motherly she was came out in this movie. Yeah. So is there anything else that you think audience members should know about this movie before seeing it? Any cautions or anything? Um, well, at some points, um, it can be a little scary and um, a little creepy, but... Overall, I thought that this was a great movie, and I would definitely watch it again. Um, So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Camille, thank you so much for telling us all about the secrets of Nim. So, guys, be sure to check it out because it sounds very cute, and I'm actually very interested in it now. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney, signing out, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. <laughs>